my pleasure to be joined by the town manager in Mansfield, Ryan Aylesworth, our program heard on the first Friday of most months, brought to you by the folks at Fenton River Grill. Mr. Town Manager, good to have you back again today. I wasn't sure if you're going to call after the performance your Yankees gave last night. Yeah, well, you know, uh, if they'd scored 13 more runs in the bottom of the ninth, they would have been right back in that game. So it was kind of a nail-biter. Yeah, the tying run was in the dugout once they bat around. I, I get that. All right, school's out. We've had our first heat wave right now. Any chance you and the family will be getting away for some summer fun? Yeah, well, we actually uh, just returned from a family trip to Seattle. We had uh, a wedding to attend out there. It was great to see some folks that we don't often get a chance to see that uh, that live on the, the West Coast, and, and Seattle is a very fun city, lots of sights to see in the downtown area, and, of course, a lot of natural beauty in the Pacific Northwest. But uh, otherwise, uh, our family unit, we're going to be spending the remainder of the summer uh, here in the Northeast. We'll be doing some local uh, ad- adventure-seeking. Uh, we've been able to get our... Our three little kids out on camping one camping trip thus far, and we've got a few more lined up before the, the cooler weather arrives this fall, and it'll come faster than any of us, uh, I think, want to admit. But, you know, hey, it's great to see young kids enjoying some outdoor fun while they refuel uh, prior to, to a new school year. But uh, to pick up where you left off on the heat, I'd be remiss if I didn't maybe start off by saying and reminding our residents that we do have um, throughout the day today, just as we did yesterday, a number of cooling centers available, cooling stations available for for our residents to avail themselves up. So please do stop by the Mansfield Community Center, our library, Senior Center, or East Brook Mall if if you're feeling a little hot today. Hey, with all the talk about travel woes on your Seattle trip to or fro, did you have any issues? We, the issues we encountered had a lot more to do with three young kids than uh, anything to do with, uh, with with the travel itself. Just na- navigating uh, that sort of trip with three kids, uh, eight and under, presents its own unique challenges. But uh, we, I think we got lucky. Does summer bring a slowdown in activity in Mansfield and town government? Never really a slowdown. I would say that um, you know it's kind of just shifting from from a focus on one activity to another. I mean, it can be a little quieter, you know, within the walls at a town hall or some of our other municipal buildings, as it's a common time of year for people to try to break away for a few days here and there and and spend some time with family. Um, but there's still always plenty going on. You know, we get our annual budget and our capital improvement plan. Uh, approved in the spring, and we, we we talked about that process uh, throughout the winter and spring, and culminating with town meeting back in May. And uh, you know, we try to get one budget year closed out strong in the end of June, so we can get the new fiscal year started on the right foot uh, as of July one. So we just started our new fiscal year. Um, it's already been a very busy construction season for our public works uh, folks. We've had uh, a number of major road improvement projects that uh, that resulted in. Drainage, reclamation, and resurfacing on over two miles of road, um, kind of throughout town, a number of different roads, including Davis Road and Browns Road, among several others. Um, we've we've constructed a new pavilion at Bicentennial Pond. Uh, we've completed the majority of the site work on a new six-court open-air pickleball facility that's being constructed adjacent to the to the community center. Uh, what else can I can I toss out there? Oh, um, you know, I, I guess I I would definitely be remiss if I didn't say how impressed I am and amazed I am just by the the sheer number of activities uh, for for our youth and, and young adults being offered at the Mansfield Public Library, our Community School of the Arts, and 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 the Senior Center. Um, 
and, and Mansfield Community Center, for that matter. So I would just really strongly encourage uh, any listeners who are interested in learning more about our programs to, to, to visit our website, visit the, the department's websites, and, and check out the details and everything that we're offering. Speaking of pickleball, and it's become really huge, curious, does the town manager engage in pickleball? You know, I, I'm getting increasingly interested in, in, in checking it out. As you say, it's a very, very popular sport. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I, I turned 40 this year, and, and uh, as, as, you know, uh, our bodies evolve, uh, you know, the, a game like pickleball seems to be something you can you can play deeper into life, and uh, and it's a great source of cardio uh, exercise. And so uh, I, I think I'll be trying it out here before long. You don't look a day over 30. Ryan, big thing coming up, the Mansfield Tomorrow Project with an open house scheduled for Tuesday, July 11. Tell me about the Mansfield Tomorrow Project. Sure. Well, Mansfield Tomorrow, it's, uh, it's the, well, for one, it's the title of our plan of conservation development here in Mansfield. So each town in the state is required to produce a, a plan of conservation development, often referred to as a POCD. Um, in Mansfield's case, our plan of conservation and development is both kind of our, our long-range land use plan as well as our strategic plan uh, that the town council produces. So it's, it's produced in partnership with our planning and zoning commission and our town council. So we, we've had uh, our Mansfield Tomorrow plan on the books now for several years. Uh, the plan has to be updated every every 10 years or so. But it's a living, breathing document, and you know it guides the work that we do and helps uh, shape the future of our town. You could say it's sort of our guidepost for a for a shared vision. Um, and and we've we've decided that any major planning initiatives that we do really should all be done sort of under this umbrella and make sure that the goals and aims are in alignment with the with the objectives of the Mansfield Tomorrow Plan. And so to that end, uh, in terms of the the focus for uh, for something this this coming Tuesday, we're going to be offering an opportunity for residents of our community to be introduced to three uh, current key planning efforts um, that are underway. One is a parks and recreation master planning process. The other is uh, a neighborhood plan for the northwestern part of Mansfield, and uh, and then a facilities master plan. So I believe I've alluded to these efforts, uh, you know, previously in your program, and and we've been steadily sharing updates with the public uh, through a variety of means um, uh, over the last several months. But. While these are three separate projects and they, they really do cover a diverse array of, uh, of goals and objectives, uh, we need community engagement to guide us and help us in all three. Um, so we want our residents to, to come out to listen, to, to get some information, um, get an overview of these projects, but the, the focus really is on giving residents an opportunity to provide their input on these, on these three projects. And so we're going to have three stations, if you will, set up in council chambers on, on Tuesday. People can choose to, to you know, go to one table and kind of spend the majority of their time there, or they can rotate through and, and hear about all the initiatives and, and share their feedback on all three. Uh, we're going to be providing child care uh, for, free of charge at Mansfield Community Center for people with young kids that want to come out, but uh, having young kids in tow would make that challenging, so we hope that'll um, remove a barrier for people that would otherwise want to attend. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we, we, have, we have a MansfieldTomorrow.org website. Uh, I should point that out, too. We've, we've set this up specifically for these planning initiatives, so if somebody goes to MansfieldTomorrow.org, um, they, can, they can learn more before Tuesday, and there's also a survey that people, people can complete and share their, their feedback there as well. So let's start with the facilities plan part of that. What kind of input are you seeking, and how do you anticipate resident feedback will be used 
Sure. Well, this past September, uh, TSKP Studios, uh, that's an architecture and design firm that, uh, that's been working with the town for some time now, and including the design of our new elementary school. I should maybe mention that. They're, they're the firm we worked with to design Mansfield Elementary School. Uh, but back in September, they provided the town council with a summary of the first phase of what we call a municipal facilities needs assessment study. Um, that process did involve uh, ample input from local officials and to an extent other other stakeholders, some community groups, but it really was more, I guess, of a inward-looking effort with a lot of feedback from, from, our, from our employees and local officials that you know, basically spend the majority of their lives working in these in these buildings on a you know, sort of daily basis. Um, but they did a, a pretty in-depth examination. They looked at over a dozen facilities that are owned or operated uh, by the town, um, and, and discovers a you know diverse array of facilities. Right, it's you know multiple fire stations, three fire stations, our public works facility, our animal control shelter, um, our our senior center, which is also where our entire human services office, less uh, youth services, is is operated. And of course, our our town offices and and Mansfield Community Center, you know, they were all part of this initial needs assessment work. Um, so so TSKP, you know, they shared their perspectives on how well or frankly not so well these facilities are equipped to to successfully you know meet the current and, and anticipated future needs um, of our community. Uh, and, and they also helped us devise some initial concepts uh, with respect to how the facilities might be modified or renovated or, in some cases, frankly, uh, outright relocated to enhance their value to the town. So uh, with that sort of first phase, that important work completed, uh, we're at a point now where we want our residents and our taxpayers to weigh in. We want to hear directly from our from our residents, you know, what their priorities and their values are, uh, what facilities that they think uh, are in most need of improvement, um, get their overall feedback on their experience and, and how well our facilities are, are meeting their expectations. And that will ultimately help inform how we can ensure that our facilities are best serving the needs of our community. And what area of Mansfield are you talking about when you say northwest Mansfield? And are the, what are the goals for the neighborhood plan? Sure. So, so we're talking about a, a swath of Mansfield that abuts the University of Connecticut to the north and, and west of the store's campus. Uh, so basically, you know, I guess if you start at one end, you might start at uh, Route 275, South Eagleville Road, um, and ex- extending west of, of the Separatist uh, Road intersection. But if you go north of there, it encapsulates uh, Hunting Lodge Road and all the, the adjacent neighborhoods uh, would include uh, the former Goodwin School property and, and then basically continues across uh, Route 44 and extends along Route 320 uh, toward Willington. So one of the top questions you know, we've been getting um, in, in recent months is, you know, what is the town's plan when it comes to uh, both Goodwin and Vinton schools? You know, these are properties that uh, basically, uh, since our new consolidated Mansfield Elementary School uh, was completed and, and, and the doors opened in, in this past April, uh, folks are curious to know, since Goodwin and Vinton are no longer being operated as elementary schools, uh, what's, what's the plan for the future? What's the town doing with those buildings? And, of course, you know, there's, there's a lot to consider. There are a lot of options, and these are really important decisions that we need to really you know, think through methodically and, and not rush. So in the case of Goodwin School, you know, it's, it's certainly a landmark uh, and, and an anchor, if you will, in the northwestern neighborhood, uh, northwestern part of town. Um, it has you know, sidewalks and great walkability to the Yukon campus and, and many other uh, um, advantages or, or, or um, 
positive characteristics. And so at the same time, um, you know, Goodwin School is obviously a pretty old building. That's part of the reason why we built the new school. Um, so it's a pretty old building that, you know, may or may not be a good candidate for being renovated and adapted for a different use, either by the town or, or another entity. So, you know, the, the proximity of the neighborhoods I'm talking about to Yukon um, makes, you know, really all the properties in that area very attractive to investors uh, who have, uh, over the last generation or two gener- two generations, um, you know, they've purchased large amounts of uh, single-family homes, and, and they've kind of turned these, these areas uh, or these homes into student rental units, and it really has reshaped sort of the look and feel of the neighborhoods in the northwestern part of town. So, um, so you know, no one's trying to vilify students here, uh, not at all. Students are critical and, and, and sort of central part of our, our town population, but it is important to understand how converting so much housing to student rentals, how that changes the, 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 the nature and the character of, of the neighborhoods themselves. It leads to a, you know, a more, I guess, transient feel because obviously the student body turns over very frequently. So so this planning process, it's it's a prime opportunity for us to talk about how to help stabilize uh, the northwestern part of town, revisit the zoning regulations uh, with an eye toward encouraging new development or, or redevelopment that would attract more working professionals and families and hopefully some quality affordable housing for our seniors. I mean, that's a very you know, important and growing um, component of our population, and and ultimately, you know, uh, of equal and, and, and greater importance uh, as well is to ensure that this area is a safe area for biking and walking because it's a very pedestrian friendly area, and we and we want to build on that. So, so for anyone who lives in that part of town or otherwise has a vested uh, vested interest in it, um, or frankly, even if anybody just has a very specific opinion about how Goodwin School could be repurposed. Uh, uh, we hope they'll come out Tuesday. It'd be a great opportunity uh, for folks to learn about some of the options we're exploring and, and share their perspectives. And the third component of the Mansfield Tomorrow Initiative relates to parks and recreation. I know you started earlier on that project. What's the current focus of community engagement? Yeah, that, that work began uh, with a consultant uh, called 110% uh, Inc. last winter. Um, they're a Colorado-based firm that has considerable experience leading master planning efforts uh, for parks and recreation programs uh, across the nation, and they, they certainly have done work in New England. Uh, so next week, uh, we're going to be conducting, uh, with their help, several focus groups uh, with small audiences, such as seniors, in addition to the open house that we've been talking about that's on Tuesday. So uh, our process, as it relates to the, the Parks and Recreation Plan, it's also focusing on uh, Americans with Disabilities, ADA optimization. Uh, we want all our park properties and facilities to be open and accessible to people as possible, and that certainly includes people that may have some physical uh, limitations. Uh, we're also looking at the financial implications of operating such a robust parks and recreation program. Um, it, it can't underscore enough the importance that that we develop effective strategies to help ensure the long-term financial sustainability of parks and recreation. So these are all questions that we need to we need to wrestle with, and we need the community's input in doing so. Uh, again, you know, there's an online survey that we've developed and made available on the MansfieldTomorrow.org website, and we hope that folks will will take advantage of that to provide their their valued input and to find details on all the three projects uh, we've been talking about. But uh, really hope that our residents come come out on Tuesday to town hall, council chambers, uh, starting at six to to learn and share their perspectives. What else is going on in town? What other things would you like to share with us this morning? 
Well, let's see. So we're we're still offering, uh, and we're actually doing a second round of this. So this is kind of important current events. We're offering one-time uh, American Rescue Plan Act funded grants to social service agencies and nonprofit partners. Uh, who provide support to vulnerable populations in our community. Uh, so in May of this year, the town council approved uh, $75,000 in total awards uh, to three different groups, $25,000 to WAME for a, for a roof project. Uh, the TVCAA got $25,000 uh, to purchase a new generator, and the Wyndham No Freeze Project received $25,000 to purchase furniture, equipment, and some uh, pursue some renovations for their their new space. So uh, we have about two hundred seventy five thousand dollars that has not yet been allocated to any eligible uh, agency or nonprofit organization, and the maximum awards are twenty five thousand dollars. So we hope that our our local nonprofit partners uh, will look into the program and consider if they have a need that would be a good fit for the sorts of projects that we're trying to fund the uh, the deadline I should point out is uh, the end of this month so uh, any any nonprofit uh, partner who's listening uh, please do uh, don't delay in acting on this and, and get your application in sooner than later uh, let's see what else well we have the concerts the summer concerts they're continuing every Thursday at 6:30 in, in the downtown area in the square uh, through July 27th and and I believe you know we've attracted crowds uh, from 100 to as many as 250 people for the concerts, which is great. They're they're free. Um, I think we have uh, a number of different um, uh, m- musical genres, if you will, uh, on tap. So we hope that people will come out and, and enjoy uh, the festive atmosphere that's that's uh, being provided in the downtown. And uh, oh, I guess I should definitely mention that we'll be. Um, We'll be ramping up for the next, uh, the third year, the third installment of the Mansfield Local Government Academy here pretty soon. So uh, that's a 12-session program. I know we've uh, had a chance to talk about that on your on your program in the past. A uh, 12-session program is going to kick off after Labor Day. It introduces uh, participants to all aspects of local government, um, and, and we've really gotten some great feedback on it. So I definitely encourage anyone who's interested in enrolling in the program this year, even if you're not sure or you want to learn more to, to reach out to the staff in my office by phone or, or contacting us uh, through the through the website. And one last quick note that uh, you want to give hats off to Mansfield Middle School Principal Larry Barlow, named as the State of Connecticut's first year Principal of the Year. Absolutely. Larry's been a, been a fixture at the middle school for, for a number of years, and this past year, um, you know, he... he Moved up the ladder into the principal's office, and uh, and that that's great. He's a real asset for our community. He has a tremendous relationship with with the students and families, and and couldn't be happier for Larry for the recognition, the the well deserved recognition that he's received. Ryan, always good stuff. Thanks for joining me this morning. Thank you, sir. Looking forward to it next month. You bet. First Friday of each month, we talk to Mansfield Town Manager Ryan Aylesworth. Our program brought to you by the Tasty Foods at the Fenton River Grill on 14 WILI Willimannic and 95.3 FM.